to the Historical Fashion Update. I'm your host, Emily. And today we're covering how fashion has changed. The interesting part is how it's all connected to today's world. Like, going back in, like, time to see how fashion has changed from, like, let's say, the 1900s, like, when our parents or grandparents' parents were born, between that decade and back before that. It's actually quite simple, but let's start with 1960s and 1970s. The hippies made bell-bottom blue jeans popular, which those are clearly coming back, as we can see, or something similar. In the 1980s, Michael Jackson uh, has made parachute pants all the rage, which, if you go back in parents' high school photos, you can probably see some people wearing those because they were popular. It was 1980s. The answer is as simple as the fact that people change. That's why fashions change. Fashion has changed because people have changed over time, which, that's obvious. People are influenced by popular culture, including athletes, musicians, movie stars, social media, and sometimes even royalty. Not that royalty plays a big part in it, but it plays a part. They also pay attention to what people wear in popular films, TV shows, online videos, books, and music. Like, music videos, not like... Or I guess you could say, like, covers of, like, shows and stuff people pay attention to as well but we can also be influenced by the fashion agencies advertising new and popular clothes like magazines for example like if you see like a girl or someone wearing a tube top with short jean shorts you're like oh my god that's such a good idea and so you want to wear that too and fashion's also changed because of preference to styles that was just time periods i went over because 1960s 70s and 80s a preference styles is against the stereotypes of females being more fashion aware and conscious of others' clothes and makeup efforts than males. Studies have also lifted the lid on men's insecurities with regards to clothes. I'm not going to go too deep in that because I, that's not where I want to go with this. I just feel like that could bring up points later on down the road for some people or something. But therefore, we need to understand the significance of clothing choices regardless of our gender, whether you're male, female, or anything else, doesn't matter what. Your fashion choices can affect both your self-image, the impression that you convey to others, and in turn, the way in which people behave towards you. Like, if you look, I don't want to offend people here, if you, let's say you just look like you haven't showered in a couple days, people are going to be like, "Mm, I don't really want to talk to you. But... You could think, oh, I look fine, but who knows. Clothes can influence everything from the outcome of a sports match to an interview impression of your ability to perform effectively in a job. Like, if you're getting interviewed for, like, a job or something, or you're not wearing your correct uniform for, like, a sports match or whatever. Colors also play a big role in this. One of the important factors is fashion, and fashion is color. The happy and upbeat feelings are reflected in the bright colors, whereas sad emotion is reflected by the dreary colors. Nonetheless, we are all exposed to color, psychology, from the moment we are born. Again, psychology in this. It's going to come back over and over again, because psychology is like in a lot of things. Every color has the ability to generate a certain kind of emotion. It's It's common knowledge that one can easily grasp someone's nature by observing their passion of wearing the same color frequently. Like, I like the color yellow. It's my favorite color. But I don't wear it a lot because I don't really look too good in certain yellow clothes. But I would want to wear it more often to show that I'm more upbeat and happy. Whereas I wear more blues, grays, blacks to show that I'm 
not as happy, but then my emotions don't reflect my clothes, so I feel like I send mixed signals to people, which it's understandable because fashion has a lot of impact on how people view the world, as we can see from everything else. Fashion changes with time, and trend watchers such as Lidwidge at the core, I butchered that name, I'm going to butcher the names, I'm sorry, and the Belgian held Franck keep a close eye on changes in society and their influence on fashion and color. They translate these developments into trend forecasts, which are made about roughly two years before clothes hit the shelves. Color trends and trend colors, are not the same thing, are part of those forecasts. For instance, Edel Court, sorry, announced the major reintroduction of RAM more than two years ago. Well, yeah, obviously more than two years ago. This is 2019. She reported in June 2019 that brown would replace black as an it color for the next 30 years. Now brown can be found in almost every fashion collection on the high street and in consumers' wardrobes. I have seen more brown clothing now nowadays than I have before because it has come back. I've talked about this in a podcast before, uh, fashion, and stuff comes back. It may quote-unquote die here and there but it comes back like we can see our parents clothes come back you thought they were bad they're still the same kind of materials have also changed a lot material revolution refers to making pivotal changes in the raw materials in terms of their procurement development and potential recycling fashion brands are exploring alternatives to today's standard materials with key players focused on sustainable substitutes that include recently discovered and re-engineered old favorites, as well as high-tech materials that deliver an aesthetics. Deliver on aesthetics, my bad. And function. Clothing has clearly become disposable. As a result, we generate more and more textile waste. Approximately one family throws away an average of 66 pounds of clothing each year. That's a lot of pounds of clothing. That's like half my weight. I'm cutting that part out. Only 15% of which is recycled or donated. And the rest goes to a landfill or is incinerated. That means burned up. The flows of non-food and non-fuel materials through the economy have significant impacts on our lives and the world around us. Growing populations and economics and economies demand more goods, services, and infrastructure. Since the beginning of the 20th century, the types of materials consumed in the United States have significantly changed. In 1900, on a per-weight basis, almost half of the materials consumed were renewed renewable resources, such as wood, fibers, and agricultural products, the rest being derived from non-renewable sources. By 1995, only 95 years later, the consumption of renewable resources had declined dramatically to only 8% of total consumption. During the century, the quantity of materials consumed has grown from 161 million metric tons in 1900 to 2.8 billion metric tons in 1995. From million to billion, that's a big gap. Like, just going from, oh, one million to one billion is not that much. That's a hundred million, dude. That's a lot. But this went up from 161 million to 2.8 billion. Excuse me? No, thank you. But an equivalent of 10 metric tons per person per year. So So, let's say every one person is throwing away 10 metric tons of clothes Per year, just just by themselves. So let's say you have a five-person household. That's 50 metric tons per household. And let's say that's about 20 households. That's roughly like 100 metric tons. And that's all over the world, people. 
Of all the materials consumed during the century, more than half were consumed in the last 25 years. So from the last 25 years till 1995, materials were used a lot. Accessories. The history of fashion accessories dates back to ancient civilizations where accessories were used to indicate status, religious beliefs, and cultural affiliations. Through our history, accessories have evolved and changed, reflecting in the social and cultural norms of the time. In ancient Egypt, accessories such as bracelets, necklaces, and earrings were made from precious metals and stones and symbolized wealth and status. In ancient Greece, accessories had, such as headbands, pins, and brooches were used to hold clothing in place and symbolize culture and political affiliations. Dang, dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. During Middle Ages, accessories such as gloves, hats, and purses were used to indicate social status and wealth, with the more elaborate or ordinary accessories being reserved for the wealthy. In the Renaissance, accessories such as fans, feathers, and jewelry became more decorative and were used to express personal style and taste preference. In the 18th and 19th centuries, accessories such as bonnets, parcels, and pocket watches were used to complete outfits and signal status and wealth, of course, because everyone wants to show off their wealth. In the 20th century, fashion accessories became more diverse and accessible, with new materials such as plastic and synthetic fibers being used to create affordable and trendy accessories. Today, fashion accessories continue to play a significant role in fashion with designers and brands creating new and innovative accessories each season. Overall, the history of, the, an, the history of fashion accessories reflects the changing social, culture, and economic norm of each era and continues to be an important aspect of personal style and fashion expression. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you learned a little bit and at least had some fun. I'll see you next episode.